Dr. Andreas Haradimo was presented with a prestigious Young Investigators Award at the European Stroke Conference this year in Portugal in recognition of his research characterising the spectrum of transient focal neurological episodes in cerebral amyloid angiopathy. Dr. Haradimo presented his paper, Clinical Radiological Spectrum of Transient Focal Neurological Episodes in Cerebral Amyloid Angiopathy, a multicenter MRI cohort study and systematic review at the European Stroke Conference this year. The International Journal of Stroke Managing Editor, Carmen Leif Jenkins, spoke to Dr. Andreas Haradimo about his award and where to next. Why is cerebral amyloid angiopathy common but unrecognized? It's, it's for several reasons, I think. Uh, first of all, uh, traditionally throughout the years, cerebral amyloid angiopathy was only recognized on, on pathological samples. So you needed to have uh, some autopsy material. And only very re- recently, in the last 40 to 50 years, uh, clinicians realized that it, it is associated with um, clinical syndromes, most commonly intracerebral hemorrhage in the brain. But in order to recognize it, you need MRI and some special sequences. So uh, most neurologists and even most uh, stroke neurologists uh, tend to ignore this just because they don't have the right tools to recognize it. And maybe because the awareness about cerebral amyloid angiopathy is not uh, raised enough in the, in the uh, past years. So how did you recognize this clinical problem? So uh, we now have the Boston criteria to uh, make a diagnosis of cerebral amyloid angiopathy in vivo. And uh, based on this criteria, which were developed by the Boston group uh, in Massachusetts, um, in order to make a possible diagnosis, uh, you need to have um, some evidence of lower cortical, subcortical, intracerebral hemorrhage in a patient over 55 years old and without any other obvious cause of his hemorrhage. And if, if, if the patient has one hemorrhagic lesion, it's a possible cause. Uh, if the patient has two or more hemorrhagic lesions without any other evidence of uh, uh, of a cause, then it's probable amyloid angiopathy. And recently, these criteria, they allow micron bleeds to be included as hemorrhagic lesions. Uh, so, but in order to identify micro bleeds, you need special MRI sequences called uh, gradient echo MRI, uh, which are very sensitive to blood uh, breakdown products. So this is also another reason uh, that many patients are missed with amyloid angiopathy because they don't get this sort of imaging. And so if they were able to access this sort of imaging, how do you imagine clinical practice would then change? I think because amyloid angiopathy, it's, it's, very, it's a very common disease as populations get older, uh, we're going to find out that actually many patients with intracerebral hemorrhage, especially lower, and many patients with dementia uh, are going to have uh, cerebral amyloid angiopathy. Not, not as, the, as the only cause of their dementia, for example, but there might be a cross-up between amyloid angiopathy and Alzheimer's disease and a mixed cause of dementia. So uh, I think we need to really 
characterize the clinical symptoms associated with amyloid angiopathy, including transient focal neurological signs and uh, episodes, and uh, use the proper MRI scans, and then based on these, uh, direct our clinical decision making, especially about the use of uh, antithrombotic drugs in these patients. So congratulations on winning the Young Investigator Award at the 2012 ESC this year. Uh, what kind of opportunities what kind of opportunities does an award like this offer to a young investigator? First of all, I must say that I'm very delighted because of, of the award. It's obviously a great honor. And I think uh, it was a great opportunity while receiving the award to meet some of the big names in stroke and establish some more collaborations because um, after the award, more people were aware of our research and uh, they wanted to contribute, they wanted to expand the study, see how it, how it is relevant for our, their research groups and clinical uh, practice. So it's really a nice opportunity to expand this research and uh, uh, and for a young investigator, it's a nice opportunity to make collaborations, maybe establish some uh, relationship with other institutes around the world. So it might even be a good opportunity for uh, postdoctoral research, for example, and uh, further career development. So uh, because our study was uh, uh, retrospective, we now, we're now trying to confirm and replicate our findings using a prospective study called CROMIS-2, Clinical Relevance of Microbiome in Stroke. Uh, the primary question of this study is, is not about amyloid angiography and transient episodes, but uh, because we're collecting many data on intracerebral hemorrhage, we have designed a special questionnaire to capture these episodes, and we want to see how common are they and uh, if they are specific for lower bleeds attributed to amyloid angiopathy or people with deep bleeds who have a different cause of uh, underlying microangiopathy also get these episodes. So we're still uh, trying to finalize our protocol for this uh, sub-study, but again we're collaborating with uh, Professor Jean-Claude Baron from Cambridge and Paris and another two collaborators from Belgium, Professor uh, Patrice Lalux and Yves van der Meeren. So uh, our aim is to uh, collect data and um, assemble a prospective cohort of patients with amyloid angiopathy with proper MRI uh, clinical characterization and see whether these findings uh, can inform clinical decision making and I think for the future, we really need to find out what's the size of the problem, even in TIA clinics, for example, because many of these patients have symptomatology that, that, which is very similar to TIA, and uh, they're often missed by stroke clinicians or their GPs because many of the TIA patients don't get an MRI. I don't think it would be a very serious problem I don't think that many patients with TIAs actually have amyloid angiopathy, but it is an interesting question for which we don't know the answer at the moment. So there are many exciting possibilities.
Andreas, thank you very much for speaking to us today. It's all my pleasure. You've just been listening to an interview with Dr. Andre Herdimo, who won the Young Investigator Award at the European Stroke Congress. He's a clinical research fellow in stroke at the University College London Institute of Neurology, working with Dr. David Waring and Dr. Roth Yeager. He's also completing his PhD in applied clinical neuroimaging of cerebral small vessel disease. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication of the World Stroke Organization. Please consider becoming a member.